Well, hello, folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know, and all of a sudden, maybe even actually want to know about this B team US Nats. <laughs> I'm Clayton, and I'm an artist. I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. And we just love the Nats. Any any letter, I'll I'll take any the letter. I'll take I the want... E team, baby. Get on in here. I want all the Nats. It's we the peeps. It's we the peeps. Welcome to we the peeps. Are you ready for we the peeps? Holy moly, it's we the peeps. Folks, the game was USA versus Jamaica. It is the Gold Cup. Jamaica. It is a Jamaica. It is the Gold Cup. It was a quarterfinal, a final, a quarter of one final. <laughs> and my friends, uh, the show hath arrived. The shit just got real. And it got real in a way that worked out pretty okay for us. We are through. It's a 1-0 victory. And it's time to talk about it and make wild conjectures about why this happened and what's going to happen next. Uh, Ty, you down? Always. Always down. But first, please, housekeeping. Remember, you can always uh, find us on Twitter at WTPPod. That's a really sort Over. of important spot for us because if we're doing anything else you will also hear about it on the twitter um so hit up the twitter uh that's where you're gonna find out when we go live on youtube during each of these games uh we had a bunch of people with us today chatting it up and it's super fun it's something that we are really enjoying doing and we want you to do it with us um, so follow us on the Twitter so that you can receive the link to the YouTube. Also, hit us up on Patreon. This show is not free to produce. Tis not. I was recording into my microphone backwards, so I'm sorry for the reduced quality um, of the, <laughs> the beginning of this episode. Minutes. We're moving forward. That's um, that's that's what housekeeping <laughs> is all about. Hit us up sorry, on baby. Patreon. We 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 need a, a little assistance to keep this thing going. Um, and if you can spare it, if it works for you, if it makes sense in your life, five bucks a month will make you a ratified peep. Ratify your peep status forever and ever, or for as long as you want to continue <laughs> the subscription. And uh, that really <laughs> helps us keep this whole thing going. Um, yeah, yeah. And for those of you who have decided to do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I believe that is all we have for Houser Keeping. End of Houser Keeping. Oh, Ty. How many baseball gloves are there in the universe? <laughs> There's no way to begin this conversation about USA versus Jamaica, the victory, 1-0, that was this epic new installment in the budding rivalry, the history oh, yeah. I love this of one. USA versus Jamaica, um, the only way to get it going is by giving all of the baseball gloves to Matt Turner, our number one fan, our designated fan. Um, more on that later. Matt Turner getting the goal. <laughs> Uh, in the back, we're going to have Sam Vines. Uh, Bam Vines. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Slam rhymes. Leanne rhymes. Uh, we're yes. going to have Miles Robinson, James Sands, Jimmy Sando, Jimmy Sando, and Shaq Moore. Let's go. Guys, this lineup, uh, as I get into it, was really encouraging. Even before the starting whistle, I was starting to get into this game. Uh, and and my, my heart was a flutter when I saw Vines, when I saw Shaq Moore, yes. when I saw... Busio, we yes. got to see Legette Acosta Busio get the start. It's your boy. Hey, uh, uh, this neighborhood <laughs> really changed forever ever since Busio moved in. Um, and up front, we've got Matthew. Happiness is the truth. Indeed. Daryl D. Daryl DK and Paulie Ariola Nips. Oh my God, guys, what a lineup! It doesn't get any better than this from this roster. Um, this game would start out not that good, friends. The first 20 seconds, the U.S. Uh, managed to make like seven mistakes and almost, um, really almost took us out of this straight from the jump if it wasn't for a crazy-ass Matt Turner save. And there was some debate about this. Uh, we did we go back. We watched the tape. We rewatched the tape. This is some crazy-ass Matt Turner shit. And you're going to see the other save that he had where he was fully outstretched and... That save is fine, but this save in the first 20 seconds is what makes Matt Turner unique. Um, it was a it was a terrifying and epic way to start out this game. The U.S. would work their way back into it over the course of the next 15 minutes. Um, I noticed a lot of very physical uh, activity. Some uh, oh, some, lots of physical activity. Lots of physical activity, in particular from Luca Busio, which was nice to see. Something we've been missing from him yeah. um, in these first 15 minutes. And uh, I'd also like to point out from this this portion of the game where the U.S. found their way back into it, there was a lot of Hoppy, Matthew Hoppy being mad and awesome. His attitude was just on point uh, coming in here. Had a nice shot in there um, and, and just felt like he was carrying the team spiritually um, for sure. And, and at times also just literally physically. Uh, Quick WTP highlight in the 23rd minute, a Jamaican player gets mad that the stretcher isn't brought out fast enough. It was funny in the moment. Turned out this player did need to be taken out of the game, so not so funny in retrospect. Um, but, uh, you, know, you know, all spare. You know. And uh, one, more, one more quick WTP highlight before the end of the first half was uh, the, a Jamaican player on a, on a throw-in starting off the field so you know you could be offsides on the throw it. and doesn't count it. this guy was behind the goal on you can be purpose. wherever the fuck you want you on a throw on. <laughs> incredible loved it loved it went into half no notes no notes <laughs> <laughs> beautiful 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 went into halftime zero zero uh chances on both sides not a lot in this slightly more u.s possession i suppose but it was a tighty it was a tighty 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 um so let's come back in. Second half, no changes. A lot of what I'm dubbing Hapino uh, in this. Scissors. There was scissors. There was a no look. There was a no look. Uh, and then we got some subs. We got to see Roldan, 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 and Giassi Zardes uh, come in for DK and Ariola, which you finally. know gives us... Finally, <laughs> finally. Um, it, it gives us a little pause. All of a sudden, we're starting to talk about what is the scenario with extra time? Is there extra time? There is extra time, right? Or is this going to go straight to pens? Uh, zero, zero for a long, long time. 72nd minute, Jopinho goes down for a potential pen. No one went back and talked about this ever. Somehow seemed to never come up. Nope. 
Didn't come um, up. I feel like he had a couple. He had a couple that could have been. There could have been more to talk about there. If if he was a better player or a more well known player, they would have been. Yeah. Um, total Zardes, Zardes, Zardes promptly ripped one from thirty yards out upon entering the field, which was on frame, by the way, and forced a forced a nice little save. This game would go into the 80th minute, getting increasingly scrappy. Uh, the nails were being bitten. Um, and and we would see, in um, amidst the scrappiness, shout out to Kellen Acosta for showing some prominent D fence. Good, solid, noticeable defense from Kellen Acosta. Um, would get a shot from distance and would ultimately, uh, a bunch of 50-50s like that would lead to uh, a beautiful goal from Matthew Hoppy. This was Shaq Moore who would dish it out to the right side to Christian Roldan, throws in a, a curler, a nice little curler, which seems destined for either the keeper or Giassi Zardes, the traffic cone, somehow phases through both of them uh, and and on to the, the gracious forehead of Matthew Hoppino. Beautiful WTP highlight of the night, Matt Turner. Celebrating alone, um, which we likened to this this potential concept of having of of electing uh, a fan, one fan in the midst of COVID to represent our fandom, and and Matt Turner looked like our socially distanced solo fan. Yeah, no, no fans is very COVID safe, but one fan cannot give themselves COVID. So just get them out there. So we say, let's have one fan <laughs> just in the go stands, for one. just losing their mind over everything that's going on. And there has and to be a separate Zoom competition to see who gets to be the fan <laughs> at the uh, at the the women's field hockey in in yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. We are this game recap is going way off the rails because we're <laughs> we're in the weeds on this idea. Oh, man. Get ra- wrap anyways, it up. It's wrap a it goal up. from Matt Turner. Uh, uh, <laughs> last, Matt Turner. It's a goal from Matt Turner. It's a oh goal my God. from Matthew Hoppy. The legend Hoppy. grows. Which Matt? Which Matt scored? <laughs> it's a goal from Matthew Hoppy. Matt Turner solo fan celebration. The last 10 minutes of this was to see it out and it was scrappy and it was rough. Andre Blake came up for a corner. There was blood involved. Reggie Cannon flew into the advertising boards, but we did it. The whistle blew did five minutes after 91 nothing. Ty, we're going to the semifinals. What's your first impression? Throughout the tournament, we have been talking about the next generation, the new crop of challengers from within CONCACAF. As we've seen our region strengthen itself over the last decade or two decades, particularly in line with the rise of MLS. And we expected going into this tournament that we would see a strong Canada team as we have. And we've seen a game between the U.S. and Canada. But that game paled in comparison in intensity and in entertainment to the game that we saw here. And obviously, the stakes are very different. The Canada game was not a knockout game. This was. But at the time, we had anticipated and kind of hoped that the Canada rivalry would give a little bit more juice to that encounter. But what we saw from this Jamaica game was exactly the kind of stuff that we were hoping for. It felt scattered, it felt stretched, and it felt like a true tournament knockout game. So for me, this was the beginning of a new era in the U.S.-Jamaica history where it will be a proper soccer rivalry. And both teams can say they didn't necessarily have their very best personnel, at least not firing on all cylinders for this tournament. 
So I expect this rivalry to just keep getting better and better. And it might not be Canada that becomes that, you know, new number three team in CONCACAF, maybe being able to displace a, a Costa Rica. Maybe it'll be Jamaica. I think they both got a shout. This was this was a real game. My heart is in this. I you know, we this the, this whole tournament from the roster announcement until the end of the final whistle versus Canada has felt like a little bit of a uh, wet toast experience, I would say, um, relative to some of my more um, fervent hard toast experiences. experiences relative to my firm <laughs> toast experiences <laughs> uh, with the Nations League final, for instance. Um, the, you know, this has been it's it's. It's, it's tough, tough to compare. Slow. It's tough to compare. It got but slow. This gave me uh, this. This gave us enough signs that there are matches like that on the horizon in these next right. two. That's right. And, and part of that was exactly what you're talking about, Ty. Is this this budding rivalry, the relationship between these teams, the the rising tide, the inevitable rising tide that lifts all ships in the Concacaf region is is having its effect. And these games across the board are becoming more and more interesting to watch. Um, it feels like every day. Totally, yeah. Uh, it is also because we saw the personnel that we want to see on the field, Ty. We saw players that we, what all we've been asking for is give these guys a chance to show mm-hmm. whether or not they can be a part of this team going forward, the A team going forward. And so that means we need to see certain names in real high-pressure situations. Names like Luca Busio, Matthew Hoppy, Daryl DK, DK yeah. uh, 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 what's his face? Shaq Moore, uh, Shaq Robinson, Moore, Jimmy Sando, Robinson, li- almost Jimmy everyone. Jimmy Sando from Jimmy the neighborhood. Jimmy Sando from the neighborhood. <laughs> boy. Everyone except for Sebastian Legette and Kellen Acosta and Pauli Ariola Nips, right? Right. Yeah, this entire Jack, yeah, starting yeah. lineup is unproven except for three players and int- legitimately interesting and exciting. Yes. Um, and I think we got to see a little bit of evidence in both directions um, for a lot of these players. Ty, what did you, what did you see in terms of who's, who's, uh, who's coming on up? Yeah. So to your point, the goal of this tournament based on the roster selection is to try players out for world cup qualifying. If the goal was to win the gold cup, we would have brought better players. So you have to assume that this is the intention here Uh, to that intention we did a really good job today. The, the the right players got the substantial minutes and got to be put in those spots that we were hoping to see them. I think uh, one that really stands out to me is Miles Robinson, where throughout the course of this tournament, he, he's been just such a rock in the back line. I feel like he's a, a, a shoe-in to be a part of a future senior team uh, squads. I don't think there's anything to, to choose between him and a, a, the Aaron Long, Walker Zimmerman tier of uh, national team center backs. Um, and then one that we were hoping to see, uh, you know, throughout the course of this tournament, be a leader for the team. Luca Busio did pretty well. I didn't, uh, he didn't have too many high profile moments, but he was a, a good cog in a, a mostly functional U S midfield. This was, I want to jump in on the Busio thing. Yeah. What we saw from him today, the thing that we have been missing uh, so we may not have seen all of the things that we know Busio can do. Um, line splitting passing in particular is the is the Busio thing and just an excellent first touch, uh, a slickness. 
but what we saw from him today was the ability to keep up in a legitimately competitive and physical scrappy exactly. situation. Yeah. The boy's 19 years old. He probably weighs 115 pounds, okay? And he was he kept up throughout this. Yep. It's beautiful. And and so that gave me so much. That gave me so much in terms of my my Busio whatever it is. Yeah. My, you know. And the player who most knocked their tryout out of the park. Who's that? Was type? of course Matthew Hoppy. Matthew. Not Hoppy. just for the goal, but I thought the goal was was reflective of his general approach mindset attitude and and uh his actions throughout the game so you saw him even in the first 10 minutes g'ing up the team being he was super fired up himself he was treating this like it was a serious game and that's part of what made it feel that way it's part of what what energized the team to really to really come to play today so uh hoppy deserved the goal he was dangerous throughout he was the player that Jamaica least wanted to see on the ball running at them. And I think he's going to do that a lot in his U.S. and professional career. So I, I just, my, my, you know, Hoppy stock just keeps getting higher and higher. Hoppy to the so, moon right now. Hoppy to the moon. This guy, and it's like, he, yeah, he was giving, he was, I was reminded of Dempsey in his performance today. You there know, is a Dempsey-ishness yeah, there is, to this there is. kid. There, and we, we, we've uh, officially... Um, nicknamed him Hapinho. And I think he is the most Brazilian national team player we've seen in ages. Maybe maybe since Mr. Dempsey. He did a no look from from the back. He's he's barely looking at all. He's barely looking at anything. <laughs> um, it's an exception it, when he's looking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the it's the it's the Look on his face that, exactly. that made me think of Dempsey. It's exactly. not even the way he's playing. It's the it's and the I feeling. I hope it's the feeling. I, I believe and hope that there was lots of communication going on between him and other players during the game. Because he just he was just on one. You know, and, and so I, I feel like that can if maybe that's not prominent right now, but that can develop into a very prominent skill over over time. Ty, so tell the people tell the people sorry, go ahead. If he is able to play the way he acts he's going to be fantastic he's going to be so yeah. so and that's part of it's a reinforcing thing because the better he plays the more what he says will matter you know right now it's only on a team like this that hit what he says can matter on the a team i don't think he's going to be able to pull that so he's got to he's got to show that he can ball a little bit more but as he does that he's going to get more and more respect with his teammates and that will you know make a, a cycle where he's able to, to continue both sides of his game, both the attitude and the skill. The attitude is an interesting thing because it's already, it's one of those things that you don't, you can't teach and you don't need to develop. You have it or you don't have it. And he's got it, right? So is that we true, just, you think? You, you, cannot you can't teach, teach it? You cannot teach a human being to react that way in a, in a high pressure situation. In situations they've never seen before. Um, the story that you told me about Matthew Hoppy earlier today, I'm going to ask you to repeat. So you told me some, that he got in on a Twitter thread about the future of the number nine. Yeah. Pre, can, can you tell me what happened? Cause this is exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> um, this is pre his 
hat trick. This is pre-hoppy. Hoppiness is the truth. So it's it's I I'm, I remember the timeline a little bit incorrectly. I found the the original thread. It is pre-hat trick because I think the hat trick was in like February. This was in December of uh, of 2020. So that last winter. So he's he's a a Schalke player, but hasn't done done much yet. And uh, your boy Church of Polisic on Twitter shouts to Church of Polisic. Shouts. Uh, asked which three strikers will make the 2022 World Cup roster. You know, people are answering this question. And Matthew Hoppy says, don't count me out. He slides in. He slides into the thread himself. It's incredible. No one had ever heard of this dude. Yeah, so it was he... kind of a joke. Right. If you recall, last winter, it was kind of like everybody knew he was playing for Schalke, but... Like, you weren't going to watch Schalke so that you could catch, like, 10 minutes of this random American teenager who wasn't scoring, you know? And then when, the, like, he he started to get some starts, and then he got the hat trick, and then, you know, he was fully on the radar, and now he's the the GOAT U.S. striker. But <laughs> uh, but but at the time, you know, still still very, very obscure, and I think most U.S. fans still hadn't even really, you know, known, known the guy at all. I had not heard of Matthew Hoppy until the hat trick. And I'm paying attention, but I'm trying. We we work. We 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 try. We try. Yeah, we are. Out we got here. spreadsheets. Um, so that is what I'm talking about, though. That attitude it is either present or it's not, and it's always present from the jump. Another good example of an attitude thing that um is you can't teach and is just has always been there is Tyler Adams being a captain slash coach. His first game back from injury for RB Leipzig he was so this is like you know a year into being there or whatever but he showed up started am I remembering this correctly yeah he showed up started injured came back on and was captaining like doing captainy things t- telling players where to go pointing but you know big, big upping players encouraging all this kind of stuff on his first game back in RB Leipzig back from injury that is an unproven, unsort of justified way to be. Right. It's just the it's, way he it's is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way he yeah. is. Uh, so then the hope becomes, can we get this person's, you know, body to do the things that we need for them to be that person on our A-team, right? And that was the question. It was obvious at that time that Tyler Adams was very important to the future of the national team. That was already clear. Um but I think uh, what we're seeing with with Matthew Hoppy is an opportunity. It's it's can can he be? Because if we can get this guy on the bus, we gotta we have a live wire on our hands. Totally. But okay, so here's here's the thing with Matthew Hoppy. Part of the reason why people hadn't heard of him before, you know, this this epic hat trick that he scored, was that he's never really been that good. Even even at youth level, he's never really been that good. He hasn't really been much involved much in the U.S. program. And I'll just give you his stats. Schalke, U19s, uh, 20 games, 5 goals. Second team, 16 games, 1 goal. What is happening? So how... how and, and for Schalke, for the senior team, 24 games and 6 goals. So he's actually scoring at a higher rate for Schalke than for the Schalke reserve teams and youth teams. What's the deal? It, it, I, I, the, I think there is a personality that does this. 
Yeah. But <clears throat> it's hard for me to find precedent, you know, and I, I you know, I, I only can really think of the U.S. players uh, kn- knowing that depth of the stats. But I would love to go back maybe into some, some of the great goal scorers of history. Let's see. Has there been a, a, a you know, world-class level striker who didn't totally dominate youth level? Is that so a we, thing? This has come up on the show before, and my so far my <clears throat> best guesses are converted strikers. So Thierry Henry. Right, right, right. Well, and that um, maybe maybe that's a little bit of the case here as well, because maybe maybe they saw all that sauce and they were like, oh, go play right wing or something. So we uh, we can we can dig in more on the stats. Yeah, but you know, even statistically, so far in his career, he hasn't he hasn't been that in- incredible. But it's really that when you watch him, you see the talent. Yes. And you see what it can become, like you said. Like, you see the potential for the future. And perspective and attitude are so important totally. in sport. It's so right? important in your development as a person. As a person. Like, when you see someone with who has that edge, um, y- you know, it's worth investing in. Even it if is. they're not yet showing the the skills or the results that, that you're looking for. And it's also, it's also potentially infectious. Yeah. You know, it, it, that, that can rub off on like, if, if, if Hoppy comes in and he says like, the fuck are we doing guys like this? We're a top 10 nation in the world right now. We got to play like that, you know, or maybe he's, maybe he says we're the best. Yeah. We're the greatest. we're, We're the best soccer team in the world. That would not be a bad thing for this group. We need that. Could yeah. you? I mean, could you imagine if Christian Roldan starts this game? How different the tone is. Absolutely, absolutely. Hoppy so, before, prior to scoring the goal, Hoppy kept us in this. Right. Just right, with right, his right. with right. his G status swag. Right. <laughs> now, we have to be careful to uh, be clear that Jamaica Let's let the U.S. team off the hook. A number of different times. There were a number of different uh, DeCorvita Reed chances of various yep. levels of quality. One from about six yards out where he hit the ball like he like squibbed it straight to Matthew yep. Turner. Um, Turner also came up with some great saves. There was the the chance we noted in the first minute, which was offside in the end, but he did come up with this crazy shoulder save thing. It's fucking um, nuts, dude. And, I, I uh, love it. I and love another it so another one that was a little more standard, but just like a really nice stretched reflex save out to his, his left from a, a long shot. So I think uh, probably, I haven't seen the stats, but I would guess Jamaica won the XG battle. Uh, on the night had had question. a lot more clean looks than the U.S. did, and Matthew Turner I'm gonna, I'm did gonna a go fantastic on job, and, but I think they on, let us off the hook as well. I think the I think you're right. I'm going to go on record and say I think the XG was probably pretty similar. Um, there were a lot of uh, I, I don't know. It's it's tough because Jamaica's chances were coming from transition, so they felt a lot more dangerous than the U.S. chances, which were sort of. Uh, they were more worked. They were more well, felt like they mm. had to be worked. They had to massage their way into these situations the U.S. did, whereas the Jamaican chances were felt very open. It was like two on threes, you know. Um, I'm not sure how the, the XG, like maybe maybe the U.S. had more shots on goal, but the but 
um, mm, Jamaica mm. had more XG because of their positioning. I don't know, but it felt like there was some, there were equal chances. I agree with you, however, that uh, Jamaica did let us off the hook, even in the goal that we did score. Ultimately, this there, it, you know, there could have been better defended. It, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it could have been better yeah. defended, and in the in the chances that they they missed, there there were a few that that they could have put away. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you you might uh, criticize Andre Blake a little bit for. I, it seemed like he kind of misjudged it. Yeah, went went a little over his. Uh, well, he played. Maybe he didn't I, know where where uh, Hobby was. He he played. I it wonder. For Zardes. Yeah. He. I wonder if he was playing it for Zardes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a classic Zardes thing to do. <laughs> to just be near a situation and somehow help it out. Exactly, exactly. He gets credit for the goal, I think, right? Yeah, he yeah. gets the assist, yeah. right? He gets the assist on that. And credit where credit is due. So when Roldan and Zardes came into the game, at that point, the U.S. had, had not, to that point in the game, had a stretch where it felt like the team was in control particularly in the midfield, particularly just building out of the back. And there was a marked difference in the way that the team looked and the, how the shape looked after those two came in. So what happened there? So DK, so it was, yeah, it was DK, DK and, and Areola yeah. not so doing it? Areola had a tough time finding the game. It didn't seem like he got a lot of touches. Maybe there's a, some hesitancy or some um, maybe some slowness right from, from the injury. Um, DK had some problems which are becoming very familiar where he's just lost unless like he he requires the rest of the team to really function well in order for him to be involved in the game. So that's a that's a quality I think we could live with in the A team. I think it would be less of a problem in the A team. Uh, but in, in this particular team, it just didn't work as well. Not, not that Zardes does that many other things, but Zardes is just more willing, I guess. He's like, he's clumsy, but he will end up in midfield and do something clumsy in midfield. Whereas it he seems like Daryl DK ground. just never, never makes that choice. Yeah, Zardes covers a lot more ground than DK. That's the one thing that you can never take away from Zardes. The man runs his ass off. He's, he's, a, he's a trier. He's, he's a trier. And he's not a slow person. No. He is faster than Daryl DK. Yes. Um, so the question is, will DK's goal scoring ability, which he has that, and he had in this game one, maybe two classic DK chances that are like, how did he get a shot off yep. in that situation? Yeah, he's a he's a 90 plus player he's in putting, those aspects. Yeah, if he's putting those goals away, he's the guy. Right. But if he doesn't score, he's not providing anything else. Now... The problem is we have all these guys that can provide stuff other than goals, and Zardes is one of them. So we really hope the best for Daryl DK's uh, development. However, um, you know, Christian Roldan and Giassi Zardes coming into this game helped a lot. It's, uh, just it seemed shape. to stabilize the play. It did. And I wonder how much of that is uh, Christian Roldan, who, you know, we, we shit on this guy. He's been around too long. It's one of those things where I'm never going to see him differently than I, the way I see him. But he is playing a lot better than... Uh, this is this is a better Christian Roldan than the Christian Roldan who wormed his way into our hearts as a problem. Well, and the, uh, the thing that's remember, different... Remember, here's what... And just let me put this in perspective. 
Christian Roldan and Will Trapp were the weirdsies of the day. Oh, yeah. Okay? Christian Roldan is... Will Trapp remained at Will Trapp level. Christian Roldan is not that bad. He's right. not yeah, as yeah, bad. Yeah. As, yes, uh, yes, absolutely. You know? so, yeah. so there's... There, you and you gotta, can give credit gotta, to um to Greg for moving on from Will Trap, but like he he didn't just keep both of them. He, yeah, and then he's also he's letting Ewell go now. It seems he's yep. giving up on Ewell, which is the correct decision. So so it's I'll give him that. Okay, Greg, <laughs> you get to pick one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> and you he can't. The, he made can't the, he made two. the best pick, and Busio went ninety in this game. Yeah, how easy would it have been for him to put Ewell in for yep. Busio? Yep. Yeah, so absolutely. easy. Now, so the thing with the Roldan thing is that now um, Greg is playing him as a as a right winger. Yeah. Which is, which I believe is much more of a thing for Seattle, but we hadn't seen for, uh, for the U S previously. So that, you know, it's hard to say what specific deficiencies it, it, uh, lessens for Roldan because there are a lot of deficiencies. Um, but he's, I guess he's in a similar boat where he's just, he will try very hard. He will shuttle up and down that flank. He will have an occasional moment of combining nicely. And he put in the ball for the goal. That was a good, you know, good solid chip. And uh, I don't know, maybe it, it puts him in a lot less of a position to be a liability than when he was trying to kind of run the midfield. I think that's true. I think that he is... Um, the scuffed guys put it nicely that he's like, he's a great asset to any team until you get to a certain <coughs> level and then he's a zero. You know, once he's out of his depth, he's just fully out of his depth. Um, like, for, yeah, for, yeah. He doesn't go from so, like a, an eight to a seven. He goes from an eight to a zero. Right. And, and so versus Mexico, the concept there is that he's a zero. Totally. Yeah. I'm, you know, so that's one way to look at it. I'm, open to this to him being you know a little more there being more to it than that that he this maybe the stability we're seeing is not because of a difference between zardas and dk but because of a difference between areola and and Christian. sure i mean particularly in this game he's I a glue guy yeah he's a link he's up a, guy he's, he's a link up guy the other thing to keep in mind you know i think it's good and like it's the right thing to do to give these guys credit for performing well in this game. They can only play the team that's in front of them, all that stuff. But you do have to remember that, like, Kellen Acosta, for instance, <coughs> pardon me, Kellen Acosta had a, had a, a good game overall today, showed, showed some frailties that I complained about a lot on the live stream. Um, but, you know, in general, contributed well to the, to the win. But when we saw him in that game against um, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, a couple windows ago where it's just like a team that's just like a little bit better than Jamaica, not a ton, but better. And they were at home. They just torched him. It was like, yeah, like you said, it's immediately like he's, he's just not even close. He can't even compete. So I, I would not want Kellen Acosta to be in a key world cup qualifier or uh, let alone a key world cup game, you know? So it doesn't, matter too much to me for the future if he's getting better at playing against teams like this though i guess you know to be fair there there will be plenty of games in qualifying that are like this so that's not an invaluable type of player for us to have but 
it's I just think we should not we should not start to think like oh wow he's he's getting to the level of of you know I don't think that the starters we're, you know? we're, we're talking about Roldan I don't think that I was all. talking about Acosta but you okay. know there's there's this I either of them both yeah they are both not at the you level can't get carried of, away you can't you you yeah. we should give a lot of credit for good performances and yes. for for stepping up in this tournament and contributing to a so far successful run in the tournament but it's it I don't know if it really for those two in particular gives me a lot of hope about the future. Whereas for guys like Roald Dan, Miles Robinson, uh, what I am seeing specifically uh, on an eye test basis is giving me a Busio? lot more hope for the future about Busio what they will Robinson? look like. You said, Oh, oh, sorry. I meant to say hoppy as the hoppy and, oh, hoppy. Uh, and Robinson. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would add Busio in there. I think if Busio's can in a, in a few games raise the level of his physicality, as much as we've watched him do. Right. Just by being put in this situation. Right, right, um, right. Okay, so there's... let me let me give you a little test here. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna okay, go I'm gonna thing. go for the uh the Nations League uh, roster. I'm pulling it up. So this is the A team roster. Yeah, A team roster. And so... we're saying as of today, <laughs> who's gonna nose their way into this? Exactly. Game? And Kel I forgot Kellen Acosta started that game. Uh, <laughs> So, and he coughed up the ball for the uh, the opener, Mexico opener. Um, <laughs> so is Kellen Acosta going to replace himself? So the starters were in the midfield: McKenny and Acosta, McKenny Acosta, and then it was it was the five back with uh, Dest, Reem, Brooks, McKenzie, Yedlin, and then Geo, Sergeant, Pulisic. So nobody on this roster gets gets anywhere close to. The eleven, except for that Acosta slot, I would say. I think. Well, McKenzie, Hoppy, I would Hoppy put in Robinson. Robinson for McKenzie, or Reem. Yeah, yeah. Robinson for Reem. Robinson yeah. for Reem. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Hop, All right. Ho- Hoppy for Sergeant is a shout. Hoppy for Sergeant is definitely a thing. Yeah, I think he Hoppy's not as good of a nine. Yeah, yeah. It's probably, I, it's, I I today would go for um would go for DK over Sergeant. And Sibachu. With this other team. With this other uh, team, yes, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, Hoppy is the the super sub for Pulisic or Reyna, whoever's having the worst game. I'd, yeah, I, you know, the the problem there is um, is that Brendan Aronson is, is way doper. Brendan Aronson is way doper, I forgot. Yeah, I'll guess, let me quickly shoot you through the, the bench. Uh, Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga. Matt Miazga, who, by the way, um, if you uh, if you keep up with Chelsea on YouTube, Matt Miazga is in training with Chelsea. Is he really? He's yes. he has said explicitly his plan is to leave, but maybe that was a gambit to make them give him some, He's, some time. Uh, he was in the YouTube video with Pulisic in the. First All right. Year. All right. I mean. I can he's see like it. Not, I he's not. He's not featured. He. I no, was no, like, no. was that Matt Miazga? Yeah. <laughs> But he's in there. He's I, I, in there. I I remain confident that he would make it at a team like that. But he's just never gotten the chance. But everywhere he's gone, with the exception of where there's been like weird personal or like team circumstances, he's done well. Yeah, he's, right. he's a right. contributor. Anyway, uh, Matt Miazga is uh, on the chopping block at the moment in the depth chart. Anthony Robinson maybe bubbly. Jackson Ewell off off the boat. Uh, Sibichu certainly. So right up, right up for, there with everybody else. Busio for Yule immediately. Busio for Yule. Yeah, Lejet is on both teams. Musa, 
Musa is definitely above these Musa, midfielders. Yeah, Musa is a hypothetical. Uh, David Ochoa is going right now. Matt Turner. Oh yeah, come on Hell in. Yeah, Matt Turner for Ochoa, absolutely. Because if God forbid we are in a situation where we actually need our third keeper, I love this guy. This guy's. I, I love it. I've, I have so He's much fantastic. confidence in him. Yeah. So He's, he can stop shots. Or he, oh, do, you remember, do. do you remember at uh, at? Isn't it kind of? Isn't there kind of a similar situation with the goalies as the strikers? Like we want uh, these goalies that can like dribble and do pass and shit, uh, or we want strikers that can dribble and pass and like link up and all this bullshit. Matt Turner's like, I stop shots. <laughs> That's my like, main I'm a, I'm thing. I'm a goalie <laughs> and I stop thing. shots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with so, my hands. Uh, do you remember in the the um. I think it was the Brazil World Cup. There was a Netherlands, the Netherlands Costa Rica game, I believe it was, where the Netherlands brought on Tim Krull. They, I think he was oh, the third choice goalkeeper just for the the shootout. I do remember this. Yeah, that was that was epic. I would love that. I think Zach Steffen's great at saving penalties too, so it's not necessarily applicable. And actually, us, Ochoa. And Ochoa could, would be good too. Could grow into that role as well, pretty well. But nonetheless, anyways, anyways, I want Matt Turner to come in just for some random obscure thing, just to defend one free kick late in the game. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's uh, tough. I mean, it's you got to say like I've now talked myself out of it a little bit because your third keeper, you know, you want Ochoa to get experience if he can. This kind of is I kind of want Matt Turner to get the experience. I I love David Ochoa too. I think he he will be the next. Number one, I think he has a better shot at being the number one in, you know, but that's why you use yeah, I guess the third that, yeah. slot on him. Whereas this is, this is Matt Turner's moment. We know? can bring but in depending on the schedules of, uh, and, and, you know, Ederson's health. Um, right. All right. He, Matt Turner might get a couple qualities. Right. right. Uh, then we've got Reggie Cannon, who's on both rosters and Tim Weah. So, okay. Yeah. So today we're, we're bringing hops. Busio, Robinson. We're finding room for those three, for sure. I'm definitely for for hoppiness is the truth in Busio. Robinson, there's a lot of center backs who, you know, could be doing really well. I don't. You're yeah. You're not. You're not sold based on what we've seen yet. Now, I'm well, sold. I'm sold that he should be in the conversation. Right, right, he wasn't right. in the conversation. Okay, before. okay, okay, cool. Well, that that's good. So that I feel like this tournament has already been a success because we've gotten so yeah. much information well about said. about well said. the players who we were hoping to see. Yeah, that I think we could pretty confidently say, you know, what what modifications you would make to a World Cup qualifying roster based on that. Now, Miles Robinson needs a test. And you know who has some sick ass strikers? <laughs> Cutter. Who these people? Cutter. Cutter. So yeah. So Ty, you did. You you told us to keep an eye on these guys. I did. So we've we've defeated Jamaica. We're moving on. You told us keep an eye on this Cutter team. Uh, these guys are not no slouches. And here we are meeting them in the semifinal uh, of this Gold Cup. Why should we um why should we take this seriously? Cause they good. Look at their highlights. The goal they only score worldies, these guys. Bangers only. <laughs> so Cutter is a very unique team on the world stage. 
because the country has so much money that they can afford to keep their best players in the country playing in the Qatari league. Which means that they have players who are good enough to be playing in good teams in Europe. And it's not that they've been judged to not be able, it's that they're getting money thrown at them to continue to play in Qatar. So they're an unknown quality on the international stage because we haven't seen a lot of data on how their players actually compare to players from other regions. But the data that we have seen in this tournament so far has been a un- unreserved yes that these guys are really, really sick. And what makes them especially interesting is that they're very front-loaded. So I, I, I don't have a deep scouting report, I hate to say, on the, the Qatari uh, 23. But if you just watch their highlights, it's evident that these, these strikers are ridiculous. Namely, they have this dude, Akram Afif, with the, with the hair. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's kind of like a yeah he's a a shifty tricky winger who cuts inside and scores scores worldies lots of curlers. He's awesome. And he's uh, awesome. Almo Zali, yeah. who is the the sort of um, poacher more more poachery type forward. And so these guys have been banging away goal after goal in this Gold Cup, and the Qatari roster is very heavily weighted towards attack. So their, their, their best players are, are attacking players. And that has led to some of these like uh, wild score lines. Like they had the 3-3 with Panama, and they just won their, their uh, uh, quarter against El Salvador 3-2. So clearly they're, they're going to ship some goals. So it's going to be a shootout, and it'll come down to whether uh, we, can, we can outstrike them. And so it's a perfect opportunity to see Robinson face a lot of pressure and to see if our, uh, I think it'll probably be DK again, um, but you know, some combination of these attacking players that, that have been finding some success, if they will be able to, uh, outshoot the Qataris. We'll find out. We'll find out when Thursday night, seven o'clock. Thank God. As we record this recap at 1250 oh yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Um, this is it. This I'm is grateful it. for that. And I I'm pumped. I think it's going to be a great game. I think win or lose, as I said, tournament's been a success. And uh, I just look forward to seeing our, our young players get some intense experience against a high-level opponent. Sick. Um, thank you once again to everyone who joined us during the game and during our recording just now. If you're listening to this on iTunes in like three days, my guy, you could have been awake at 1 a.m. on Sunday having this conversation with us. Okay. Um, anytime maybe we're here we're in we're in we're in this tour it's a real thing now this tournament's real it's happening let's go play cutter which by the way is it very this is a special this is a special um opportunity this is the type of game that you only see in the world cup it's teams that you'll never play again from a different region in a competitive match. in a competitive yes. match that is that great everyone experience cares about. For, the, for this group it's great a great experience. experience for this group, and I tell you what, it's a great experience for us as fans because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, this is uh, very World Cuppy. Yeah, this is great. It's happening. It's all happening, guys. I love the concept of a floating island in the sky. I, 
I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It's shown up in a number of different pieces of media that I like. And I, I think they're, that there probably is something true there. If it's in our collective consciousness in the way it is, perhaps there are floating islands somewhere in someone's sky. Um, <laughs> I enjoy 1 a.m. Someone's books. sky. <laughs> someone's sky. I enjoy almonds. I attempted to feed Ty some almonds through my my camera, my computer camera, and uh, it didn't work. But I will try again next time. And lastly, uh, I really like birthdays. Happy birthday, Ty Fujimura. Thank happy you. Happy 33rd. It was, my it was a happy birthday. Happiness is the truth. Happy birthday to you, Ty. Um, but I don't love any of that shit, honestly, dude. Sorry, honestly, bro. Yeah, even, my, even my birthday, well. Uh, as much as I love the Nats. Let's Same. Go, boys. <laughs> Let's go, boys. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it's We the Peeps. It's We the Peeps. Welcome to We the Peeps. Are you ready for We the Peeps? Holy moly, it's We the Peeps.